0: Father, we thank you, <clears throat> Lord, for allowing us into your presence again this evening. Lord, we ask you to help us to come under understanding of the scriptures at these times, because, dear Lord, the freedom of speech is about to leave the world. Lord, and there's importance for the people to understand that the words of God is the answer, and I'm going to explain that in a second. But today, to explain this further, I've been telling the people about how they're putting in the leadership that is set to bring the country into bankruptcy, to remove the sovereignty, and they just signed the bill. Obama signed the bill, which is the basically the, the, the removal of freedom of speech. It was all signed in the military spending law. But, Lord, this has been foretold for a long time. I've been speaking it. I've been telling him it's coming. Many people have done that. But people don't want to believe it. And Lord, one of the problems that the people are going to run into is when you are not able to speak and you know that you must suddenly turn to the Lord. But if you get caught speaking of the Bible to other people, then you'll be thrown in prison or even killed. So Lord, I pray that the people understand that this is coming. And what do you do when you're not able to talk about the Bible to others? What is it that can be done? And dear Lord, the people are going to find out that what they should have done was increased in knowledge. And people at this time, they rebuke the fact that they're saying, well, uh, doctrines we must stake with the old and so forth. Lord, you're coming to confirm the new covenant. And the new covenant fulfilled the law. And it fulfilled the law by making known your words. And by, dear Lord, by making known your words, we automatically increase in knowledge. You told us, dear Lord, in Daniel twelve four, that at the time of the end, when the words are open, knowledge shall increase. But the people deny that they have to increase in knowledge. It is your desire, as you said through Paul, that you desire all men to be saved and that they come to the knowledge of truth. Further, in Hosea 4, 6, you made it very clear that you are the, the ones that are going to be destroyed are those... Who have a lack of knowledge. And you will forget their children. Lord it's it's saying that you're going to reject them because they refuse to increase in knowledge in a time when the words are open, which is the pure language of the kingdom of heaven. And further in Zephaniah three eight nine, you tell us there that when you come to separate your people, then you're going to cause them to walk in a pure language which requires them to increase in knowledge. But the people today, dear Lord, are lukewarm. They do not see themselves that way. They do not understand that they must increase in knowledge. But very soon, they're going to see why. And Lord, you're giving them every warning. Lord, you're making the world system as you always do. The devil must tell the people ahead of time what he's going to do. And Lord, you've made it known through prophets. You've made it known through people with first-hand testimony, like myself and many others. Lord, of what they're planning to do. Lord, much of what they're planning to do. Lord, and we've told the people that you've called the people to come out for the last 13 and a half years, going on 14 when the season of the winter is over. But there, Lord, we pray that they begin to understand that, that they missed the boat. You told them that they must come out before the winter and when they must come out too. You told them to return to you and call upon your name. And you told us that your name in this day, as you make clear in Revelation nineteen, eleven, and 13, and many other scriptures, your name is the word of God. And he told us in John 17, 17, when you prayed to the father to have him cause us to be separated by truth, which is your word. And the people do not know that they do not understand the words of God that are higher than our words. It's the same words, but they have a higher meaning with higher thoughts, higher ways and higher promises. And therefore, Lord, we come to this time with a great sadness in our hearts because everything you said is coming true. Lord, several years ago, they put forth the bill of the NDAA which said that they can lock up people any time and detain them for as long as they wish. And people ignored the law and said, oh, it's not true. But they put that law in place, and the people have been complacent and ignored it. It's like a bear trap in the road that's ahead of them, but they haven't reached that bear trap yet. And when they reach it, they're going to groan and moan and mourn. But the problem of it is... When they come to that time, when you cause, you told us, dear Lord, that you put a, a, a ring in her mouth. And Lord, that you're going to pull and, and bring them forth at this time. But when you do that, when you compel them to come forward, dear Lord, it's too late for those who had the words called. It was too late for the shepherds at that point as well. Lord, that's why you said, dear God, that in Matthew seven twenty one to 23, for example, that many who called upon your name, many who prophesied in your name, many who cast out demons in your name, will no longer be able to call upon your name because they rejected the word which is your name that's above the other names. And Lord, we pray that they will understand they must come out quickly because that time is fast approaching. The famine of the word, which is what you told them in John nine 4, 5. I've warned them that this is the end of the night. And dear Lord, you told us in John nine four five, in the night of your day, that the light is going to leave the world. And Lord, if they are not of your words, they are not of God, John 8, 43 to 47. And you said, they're God, that, that would mean that they're of the world and they're going to have to go through the plagues. And they're going to have to go through these judgments of the world armies coming against them. And dear Lord, they're going to come into the time when you said in Proverbs 1, 23, or 1, verses 20 to 33, That it'll come to a point because I rejected your words that you will no longer, because I rejected your knowledge and would not have any of your reproof, which are many people these days. I hear it all the time, Lord. They say, oh, don't tell me this. This is not of love. But they don't understand. They don't love you. John John 14, 23, 24 says that they don't love you if they will not hear your words. So they're rejecting you. They're rejecting God the Father. In his words. And it's his desire that all of us come in to hear the words that you speak and receive them and believe upon him and believe on your instructions, which is to increase in the knowledge of truth and be set apart from the world by your words of truth. And dear Lord, we pray that they begin to understand this is important. They must increase in knowledge. They deny that they're doing anything wrong and they will not receive re- reproof. We are not criticizing them. Our sins as great as theirs are far greater, but Lord, we're just asking them to pay attention to Your instruction and do not ignore it, because many lives are depending upon these people. their Lord, who is spreading the prophetic word and doing the best they know how, but yet they will not pay attention to the scriptures. They don't want to read, and they do not want to hear other scriptures, and they think they're filled with knowledge. And like you said, in the lukewarm church in Revelation three. 14 to 22 that they believe that they're rich in the spirit and they're going to find that they're naked and dumb because why because you're going to take away the right to your words from them and they will not be able to call upon your name and as it says in revelation 12 16 to 17 in this day those who are of the wilderness those who are set apart by the words of wisdom which is in the wilderness as it says in revelation 12 that's where she's found and their Lord, we pray that means they'd understand that's coming out from the world cities. Coming out, not, you don't have to physically move, but your mind has to say, I don't want any more of her words, any more of the harlot's words. I only want to hear the words of God that Jesus came into the world to bear witness to. And they don't, are not looking for those words. They're not trying to increase in knowledge. And it doesn't matter how much knowledge they've increased over the last 120 years. The knowledge that they, the, you're judging them by is the words of god john twelve forty eight and that knowledge has been opened since two thousand and three, and they rejected that knowledge. they thought knowledge increase was flying jet airplanes, building trains, weapons of war, and bombs, and so forth that 's not knowledge that's normal things that the devil was given authority to prepare for these times, and he might fulfill his work of destroying the people. But the people see that as jobs. They see that as money in their bank. See that as building their nice homes. In the meantime, they've left their children without any knowledge of your words in their hearts and in their minds. And the schools and universities are absent of knowledge of truth. Lord, they think they're filled with the knowledge, but they're going to find out. When you remove the authority, as you said in Proverbs 1, 20, and 33, you're going to laugh at their calamities. Because they had every chance. Consider it. They've had 13 years and nine months. And they rejected to hear the words. And the shepherds blocked them from it. And many prophets, when they hear of it, they scoff at it. And many say, oh, you don't need to increase in knowledge. You just need to, you know, and they'll they'll give a prophetic word. But they're not hearing from the spirit of truth. Because the spirit of truth cannot enter those of the world. And if you will not hear the words of God, you're not of him as Jesus said in John eight forty three to 47. So they think they're of God. They're getting prophetic word, but they now are translating it, interpreting it within their own wills and desires. So now they're doing willful sin by not really looking up the true meaning of those scriptures. And when they hear of the words, they ignore it just like the rabbis in the days of Jesus. It is good that after the resurrection, And the prophets, uh, the apostles, started teaching the words of God, the knowledge of the words, which is what faith is all about. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There were many priests at that time turned in Jerusalem and came to this message, Nicodemus and others, I believe. The Bible says many did. And Lord, I pray at this time that many shepherds will now turn, that they will wake up and open their eyes and many prophets and realize that what they're seeing, I've warned them, the, the person he's putting in charge of the commerce ran the Rothschild Bankruptcy Company, basically the bank that handled bankruptcy of their big corporations, which would interestingly, somehow, when these companies went bankrupt, the technology would be shifted over to China or Russia during the 2000s, the years of the 2000s from the late 1990s to the years 2000. And this person was handling these kind of bankruptcies of these kind of corporations that did this kind of thing. So that's coming in. And now you've got the guy who's coming in to run counterterrorism. And he was of Bush's... Um, Homeland, this Department of Homeland Security. He was advisor to George Bush. And I've explained that I was taken to a meeting that George Bush arranged with the government of Argentina, a DHS meeting. It was secret. And this was, in that meeting, they announced that Department of Homeland Security was operating. The Crown Trust had funded it. And Tom Ridge was running it. And the, the Crown was ruling over it. And it was doing the Crown's work. And it had nothing to do with... I mean, very little to do with uh, America except for the fact that carrying out the Crown Trust orders, which is to bankrupt the country and take away its sovereignty. And that's the Department of Homeland Security. But remember that Hitler made his death camps over the gates. He put Arbeit uh, mock free. In other words, work makes you free. And yet they go in there and they die. And that's exactly what FEMA DHS is all about. And it's been the DHS buses that's been bringing, you know, Navy ships, I understand, brought people and cargo ships, so forth. They brought them over from uh, Europe and into the Central America, and then they bust them. And these are DHS buses that people have seen and contractor buses, but for the purpose of DHS, bringing the immigrants into America with darkened windows on those white buses. People have got videos of this, and yet... The government is hiding this. Well, the Department of Homeland Security, in that meeting, they were saying they were going to lie to the American people, and they were going to tell them in June, and this was January, they are going to tell them in June, the president's going to announce he's thinking of forming a Department of Homeland Security. He's going to submit the bill to the Senate and Congress in in June, which he did do. But it had already been running, already been funded. And, you know, in January, they were sending $50 billion a week into South America. To put agents and so forth in the borders down there, not for the purpose of American security, but to bring about the Crown Trust One World Order. And they were going to do this in the rest of the world. And it's the Department of Homeland Security, which has nothing to do with our homeland security. You know, it's, it's, that's a false statement. The real operation is to doing the evil. I'm just warning you, the person that was reporting to Bush and Bush family is still running all that Department of Homeland Security and all those issues because it's not reporting to our government. The Bush family runs, runs Washington, D.C., the last I understood, still does. And that's that's the head of the country. So the president and them works for them. So here you have Trump bringing in this guy. And, you know, who's he going to work for, Trump or Bush? It doesn't matter. The Department of Homeland Security is owned and operated by the Crown Trust for their purposes. So you see this, and this is being set up. And that, I'm just telling you, they don't have a right to do any of these things. From the first day of winter, Obama no longer had the right to sign any of these documents because God had taken away the authority of these people. They can do it. They can go ahead and do their evil. But what they're doing is willful sin that is punishable by the wrath, the fiery wrath of God, Hebrews ten twenty six to 27. Now, I've said all that so that you would have an idea that's important now for you to learn the words. Because very soon, you now see it in law. The law is they're going to shut your mouth. You can go to InfoWorlds today and you can see this, the, the article and they got tape over the mouth and it's it's called Freedom of Speech is Gone. It's, going to, it's now under CIA operation, which is under DHS, which is under the Crown Trust. And I've told you about Dr. Nicholson who's in charge of the global genocide program. They call it depopulation. Uh, but it's it's genocide. They're trying to get rid of 7 billion people, to the best of my knowledge. That's that's a lot of people. That's almost all of it. They said, you know, it's, it's like you said in, in the Georgia Guidestones, they'll never let it go, get above 500 million again, but they're going to bring it down to 30 million or less. So that's 7 billion people they're going to kill. And that's their plan. If you notice, the Lord is warning us in the fourth seal judgment that he's going to give death in Hades authority to destroy up to one-fourth of the population on the earth. Because the people will not hear and they will not come out, and he's angry. This is the judgment time. It's a day of the Lord, which is a day of judgment and darkness and gloom. But it's also a day of great joy to those who will hear and come out and become part of the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, because you cannot speak in those days, it's going to be very interesting. And you'll see an, uh, an image of this in Revelation 12, 16 to 17. In 16, he says, those who have the words of God, the devil tries to go after them, but he can't. And he gives up and he leaves them. So what happens? He goes after the other ones. And the other ones are those who have the testimony of Jesus. Otherwise, he died on the cross with his blood to pay the price so that we could come into the temple and hear the words of God, but the people didn't do it. But they have the testimony that his blood was there to, to cleanse us, make us clean. But they have no idea how. Jesus said in John 15, 3, which they don't want to believe that verse, he says, it's the words of God that wash you clean, that I spoke to you, the words I've spoken to you. I was sent into the world to speak the words, the words of truth, the words of God. And those are the words that wash you clean. Ephesians 5, 25 to 27. That's the mystery of the church, Ephesians 5, 32. And then also he says in there that, you're going to be judged by these words that he came into the world to speak, John 12, 48. So there you have it. Jesus is saying it, and people are ignoring it, and they're not ready. And this war is coming that he's told us is coming. And he's warned us about this, that they're going to come against the ones in, in Revelation twelve seventeen. They got the Ten Commandments. They have the knowledge that Jesus died on the cross. They believe that, and his blood has paid the price for the to remove their sins. But how does it remove their sins? They don't want to hear that part which is by the words. And when the words are open, you have no excuse. That's why the Lord said in Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19, when he sends the Messiah, when he sends the message, what's going to happen? He says, I will hold them into account. They will not hear the words. Deuteronomy 18, 19. So we're in that time right now. It's very important for us to understand that. So how do you overcome the world? You can, in the pure language of the kingdom of heaven, you don't have to speak. It tells you in Psalms 14, 2 and 3, in Psalms 53, 2 and 3, that the Lord is always looking down to see if anybody understands, if anybody does good, but no one does, no one understands. That's what he's saying. So what he's telling is the people are not hearing the words and understanding. They don't have the knowledge. They haven't increased in knowledge by the law of knowledge, which is Isaiah 28, 9 to 13 lie by line, precept, precept, they they think they're just going to be raptured out of here. That's not true. Separation judgment comes. The the lukewarm church will be judged at this time. And people are ready for rapture and they they don't get it. I mean, there's prophecies that are saying, well, it's going to be in two years, three years. Uh, People saying we can be out of here any minute now. No, you're not. You're going through the separation judgment. That's what the scriptures say. This is what Daniel 9:26 and 27 is all about. We're in the ending times of Daniel 9:26 Daniel 9:27 doesn't come until after the separation judgment is made and it it comes at the time when he renews the covenant at this time with us. So he's going to renew the covenant The people at the morning. What's he say in Isaiah uh, 21, 10 to 12? He tells you that the morning comes and the night at the same time. In other words, light and darkness is coming. So those who are set apart to receive the inheritance of the kingdom are going to be here on earth. And they're going to have to put on the fine linen and so forth. And that's why I'd like to talk a little bit about the Proverbs 31, what they call the, the virtuous woman because she does something in there there's a couple things that you can understand if you have the knowledge of the words of god god is always looking down he's going to do for you what you desire because he tells you this in john 15:7. if you follow the way of the lord and you abide in his words and you can either speak them or do them you know when jesus was asked to judge that uh, woman caught in adultery he didn't have to speak as far as judging her he just wrote on the earth and stirred the earth and caused those people to remember their sins because we're all from the earth. And all the works that we have done are still there. Every particle, every skin drop, every piece of hair, is still part of the earth. It's still countable in this earth, the particles, whether they're split apart or what they are. Every single particle is numbered. He said he he numbered the host and gave them a name. A name is a the work there to do. The meaning of the name is the work for the kingdom there to do. to so every single particle God has assigned. If you don't think he's an omnipresent God in every particle, everything, then you don't believe he's an omnipresent God. You believe in some other God. The Bible says he's omnipresent. So you need to understand these things. You need to increase in faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. And by being what Jesus says, or James says, You don't have faith if you're not a doer of the words. And in this day, you must become a doer of the words because they are going to take away your right to speak. But you can understand how to do simple things in the way of the words, and you overcome these things and enable the great promises of God. You need to understand things that are going to happen. And you need to begin to understand the way of the words, how to enable things. But understand, you don't have a right to call on those words. Read Psalms Fifty very carefully. Those who rejected the words will not have a right to call on his words, on his name, in this day of judgment. But he's going to gather those who have heard the words. He's going to gather them and set them aside. Other words, they will have the right of the words. They will be able to call on these things, and as it says in Revelation 1 to 11, they're going to be able to do the righteous acts of saints and be blessed by this. Other words, they're going to increase in knowledge continuously. Because that's what God is saying to come and fulfill the law. See, the Old Testament law was a way of doing the words. I've tried to explain this to people. These are actually doing the ways of the words. But those people, because they wouldn't hear it from the Lord and had to hear it through a preacher, the requirement when they did that is it restricted them. They had to absolutely do these things by the strictness of the law. That, that's where everything like that comes from, the strictness of that law. If they didn't do it, and if they bowed in one, they're in trouble. Jesus said he came in to give us the law, fulfill it. What does he mean by fulfill it? You're no longer restricted by the limitations of that law. Now you can do the ways of the words in the fullness of the words themselves. You can do the way of the words in other words, you can understand the principles of that law. He said he didn't come to change one iota of that law, so you can understand that those are examples of how to do the way of the words. But you're no longer limited by those. You don't trash them, you don't ignore them, you you learn them and gain from them. Try to decipher them in the ways of doing the words, because now you have the authority, so you can do so much more. It's like Jesus said. He started giving you simple things. He gave simple things like he who gives a cup of cold water to a child you know cold water is water is always correction when you go into the for example you go into the the woman uh the the it's it's, let me let me read this uh, proverbs 31 10 for example it says who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies and that verse is wrong I mean, the interpretation, because they don't know the way of the words, they're not reading it correctly. You can read it in the Hebrew Bible much clearer. It says, A woman of valor who can find, for her, who can find, basically you're saying, Who can find a woman of valor? And for her price is beyond pearls. Now, do you remember the parable of pearls? A great price? The pearl a great price? See, the merchants, the preachers, and all these people are selling pearls, and that's what they are, uh, you know, financing their ministries. They're selling their messages, which is not of God. You're not allowed to do that, by the way. But they're doing it. And, uh, you know, it's become acceptable because the Catholic Church did it, and they do it, and everybody does it. That's not how you do it. A tithe must be given, but the people should know that they're held accountable for those things, and they should know what they want to do with it. And they should know what God wants them to do with their tithe. But the preachers are not allowed to sell the messages for it. Because what you've done is, you, what you got for free, the knowledge of the wisdom of God that you got, if you wanted to go to his, you know the colleges and learn these things, that's not God's problem. He provided you the access to get that done. But you have to trust him that the message that you're teaching is going to cause people to want to know, and then they'll finance the, the work voluntarily. Because they know that they're, if they're going to be blessed, they've got to give a tenth. If they don't do that, you know, then they come on that themselves. And if they don't have the resource of the tent, they can do works. They can do good works. And the best thing you can do is to do good works for people. Uh, it's the very best thing. So what is, what is he saying here? See, uh, uh, the valor, the word in this, the, the word valor, it, the really is the woman of strength. How does she have strength? Do you see what it says in Ecclesiastes 8.4? Uh, in there it tells you that the power is found in the words of the king. And the king is the one who hears the words of God. It's, that's a king. In other words, it's a priest before him. And God, the Lord is going to be our king at this time. He is the all-high king. We are like little gods. We're like little kings. But we are under him. We're a prince before him. He wants to make us like that. But really, we are a servant to the Lord. And she, our strength is in his words, Ecclesiastes eight four. That's where the power is found. So she's a woman of strength, and the pearl. Remember that it says that the, the, the actual translation should be is is that it's a pearls. And let me give it here. It says for her price is beyond pearls. You know the pearl is going to be a pearl gate on each one of the doors of the of the great city, and what he's trying to say is this is. The ultimate, in other words, these merchants in the parable of, of, of the pearls, the merchants of goodly pearls, they're to stop that, and they're when they understand the pearl of great price, which is the words of God that are higher than our, our pearls of the earth, higher than our words of the earth. In other words, it's the same words, but now they're of great value. So there's still a pearl. There's still a word. But they took that word and now it's translated in the language, the pure language of the kingdom of God for the meaning that God has for it. The extra meanings that he puts on top of it. Like the whole, the name of the whole creation. is called truth. Every physical being. I mean, everything that's made is in a, a cube called truth. I've explained that in a writing a testimony of numbers. People, some people don't want to believe it. But he said, all my works are done in truth. What's that mean? Didn't he make all the creation? in truth, God's word is complete to the fullness of it. So what, what he's saying here is she has a message that's far beyond the pearls. In other words, she's not a merchant of selling the messages. She's a giver, a doer of the words. And by that, she has the pearl of great price. Her work, her strength is beyond the pearls. Her strength is beyond the churches of today. Her strength is teaching the word of God, doing away the words to enable good works so that everybody is strengthened. That's why she's a woman of strength. She gives strength to everybody by doing away the words for these people. And it says, um, the heart of her su- husband safely trusts her. It's the verse 11. So he will have no lack of gain. It, it's, it's a... You know I mean it's pretty simple on that one to understand it, but what you have to understand the word trust trust is is a word that's also meaning of wisdom, in other words he's admiring he knows her wisdom that's why he can trust her he knows that the wisdom that she's got is the words of wisdom that are mighty because they enable the good works of God that were prepared from the foundations of the world you You can't trust any higher than that because remember in revelation twelve sixteen that the devil has to depart from her. He cannot overcome this kind of woman or this kind of man, one who has the words of strength that the devil has no authority of. He has no truth in him, which means he has no right to have truth in him. Because if he had, I mean, if he had access to truth, he would take it in him. But he has no right to truth, and he has to flee from that. Because the words of truth overcome the devil. That's how you overcome the beast, the mark, the number, and his name. See, his name is the work he's been given to do. It overcomes it. All the things that he does is overcome by the words of God. His name is the the testing that he's given us to do. And if he can get us all to kill ourselves, then he'd overcome us. His people, the Crown Trust, the the Queen, and the Rothschilds would overcome us. But it's not going to happen. Because the devil has already been lost his position in the second heaven. He's been cocked down to the earth. And the words of God are open. They will not be closed. It doesn't matter what they do in in, the, um, in the, uh, the laws that they're trying to make, which they have no authority to make. And please understand, that's the most important thing. They've waited to winter to put this into place, and now they're in trouble because it cannot stand because God has turned over the, the earth to the Lord. Daniel 7, uh, 11 and 12 says for a season and time. We know that this time starts with the morning and we can measure the morning from the time that the words are open in 2003 so we can understand the timing. And we're at, we're at this time and we're at the time for all these wonderful things to happen. Now, let me go on here. I'm going to do a couple more of these so you just get a, a good beginning of a feel. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life what is good only the father is good jesus told us and he says many good works i've shown you see it's not people call upon his name and stuff and they have miracles happen and all that but that's all going to go away from them because he's going to take away the authority of the words and the oil that's in their lamp is going to go out it goes out because they 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 don't have any authority to have it up until this time god has given us authority so that we might turn and come back to him He's calling us. His word is going out. His word goes out with strength. It's asking us, toiling. He's trying to, to, to uh, he's been stirring the earth for you know a long time now. At least the last three years, he's been stirring the earth up, trying to get the people to turn. He's been calling out his word since 2003. And the people won't hear. And he's saying, come, I'll give you access to the knowledge that enables the good works. You can do the way the word's. Because he said in John fifteen seven, if we follow him and abide in his words, what we desire will be done for us. We can enable the promises. That's what we want. Our desire is to overcome the beast kingdom. Because it's getting that point. You either die, which is what they're saying. Jesus tells us this in Matthew twenty four, twenty-one to twenty two. You can either die, choose to die, and uh, it tells us in Mark uh, thirteen and nineteen to twenty, same. You can either die. Or, you know, seek him and intervene. He'll intervene for his elect. How does his elect get him to intervene? Joel 2, 12 to 20 is the answer. If we will do what it says in Joel 2, 12 to 20, which includes being sanctified, which he tells us the only way we can be sanctified in the day of the end is John 17, 17, which is be set apart by his words. And by his words was while Jesus was sanctified. That's the same as John 15, 7, which says, follow in me and abide my words. What you desire be done for you. So you put the puzzle together. It's a real simple circle. A child can put these circles together. Just tell him those verses and he'll read them and pretty soon he'll have the thing put together. I have a good friend whose little daughter is getting it quickly. She can, she can understand this stuff quickly. But the adults, beyond all the doctrines that they've gotten, they don't want to let go of, even though they can see the world's headed into complete destruction, bankruptcy, economic collapse, wars, and the rest of it, they're not afraid, even though World War II wasn't as clear as this one is. Everybody's going to be involved, all the nations. The Lord says, Zechariah 14.1, all the nations are coming against his people, against people all over the world that turn to his words, not just Israel. They are coming to Israel, too. But you have to understand, the leadership of Israel's in on this. All the nations includes them. The Mossad is helping the Knights of Templar. I had personal testimony from the son of the two sons of the head of the Knights of Templar, the real ones. And this is what they're saying. They said they always use the Mossad. Who's in charge of the Mossad? Netanyahu. Shimon Peres was also involved. And Netanyahu is in charge of the Mossad. And they're doing all this evil work all over the world with these people. These people run the mobs, they run the terrorist groups, they run all those, and, and the Mossad is helping them. And so is the Saudi Secret Service. They're working together. You'd think they're enemies, right? No, they work together. I've seen this. <clears throat> so it says, she does good, good works. She enables good works. She seeks wool and flax, willing work, willingly works with her hands. She's doing the ways of the words. This is what people must learn, how to do the way of the words. She is like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. See, the merchant ships are traveling around the world, but where is she getting her food from? It's coming from heaven. Her food is in the words that Jesus walked. Remember what he said, I have food you don't know nothing about. The food that she can bring forth is by doing the good works, the food comes forth from the earth and so forth. It just comes god will cause it to flow towards her that's what he said he will do you know he gave isaac a hundredfold people prosperity preachers and so forth all that's lost to them they're going to lose everything their mansions the money they've made the ministries they've made it's all going because that is not the prosperity god is asking them to be preaching at this time he even gave some of these guys a vision at least one of them a vision where he took the white light out of them locked it up in an iron cage, turned it and locked it with his key that he had around his neck, all these keys, and he threw it into the bottom of the sea. And the sea was pulled back so that it was dry land, which I told you, he's going to drive these people into the sea that he's going to prepare like he did for the Pharaoh in Egypt. He's going to prepare a place for all these wicked ones. And they're going to be there while he punishes them with the plagues. And this is after the destruction, because remember he said he's given... Uh, the right to to, to one fourth the people, I believe that the one fourth the people may be including. See the, the the spirit of death is the diseases of the plagues that God is bringing, the leprosy that takes away the the arms and limbs and the rest of it, and He's going to cause that to come upon the people for approximately twenty one months, as He says in the seventh seal judgment. The plagues are going to be there for about a half an hour. Silence from heaven. Their prayers would not be heard. The people who are cast out to be punished will not be able to call on the Lord. That's why he said light's going to leave the world. But remember, he's going to come back. He's giving the people a chance after that. He's even building the temple. They'll be able to come to the courtyard and that kind of thing for them to turn and repent. God is a merciful, just God. And after the punishment that's severe, he's going to offer them the opportunity to be healed and come back. But if they you know they get their healing and then they go back to the way of the world, the plagues are gonna come on them again. And that's the trumpet plagues will come on them then. Because the trumpet judgment people will be watching them while they're receiving the plagues that have been judged upon them during the night. The judgment of the plagues comes at the morning. That's what he said. Morning and night comes at the same time. So that's gonna to happen to them. Now That's the merchant ships. That's why he tells you in Revelation 18, all the ones on the ships and the captains of the sea, they're going to mourn and weep because of the punishments that they're going to see in the city. But it's coming upon them as well because they'll be cast out with these people. God's going to be just in in the punishments. Please understand that. But the ones that are going to be refined and made so that they can enter into the kingdom of heaven at the rapture, have to increase in the knowledge of the words, just like it says in Ephesians 5, 25 to 27, so they're made spotless. And then there'll be a rapture because he's only coming for those who made a sacrifice to him. Sacrifice is doing good for others. This is what the virtuous woman does. She's doing good works for others. And by that, her family's blessed. By that, all the people around her are blessed. By that, her city is blessed. She understands the ways of the words. She says she also rises while it is yet night. Man, is that critical at this point. Do you understand? We're in the last part of the night. The night is when the Lord seals his instruction upon him. So she gets up before the dawn because the instruction of God is sealed upon her in the night before the the sun rises. That's when you want to get that. I've explained that in other things. And she provides her food for her household. See, she's getting instruction. The food she's talking about is the instruction of the word of God. It's like Jesus said he was the bread that comes down from heaven. He's the instruction of the words of God to prepare all the good works that come forward. What See, the people are worried about eating right now. They want the food right now in front of their mouths and they you know, grab it no matter what it is. It's like the people in the wilderness. He, they wanted the, the food of the world and so he sent them that fowl and they ate it. And while it was in their teeth, they died. That's the greed attitude, the McDonald attitude of this time, the microwave oven approach. God says, do the works, wait on the promises to come by faith. He's testing us by faith. We have to hear the word, do the word, and it will occur. There are times when he answers it instantly, but not every time. See, Jesus, even when the people were doing that thing, he was stirring it up, and it was taking, they were still talking and yakking away and stuff. And then, um, you know, he was still stirring the ground and he got up and, you know, who without sin, let him cast the first stone kind of thing. <laughs> and then he knelt back down and did it again and finally all those people started dropping their stones and leave. Because he did it so that the second spirit would be activated when he rose up. And the second spirit is the attack on the words of wisdom. Their wisdom versus his. <laughs> so, his words against our words. And so it says, and he didn't have to speak any of his words, he did it with his hand stirring the earth because that stirs up the particles because God had put everything for us in the earth from the beginning. And it comes forth in our appointed time, Psalms 139, 15 to 16. So it says, um, she provides food for our household and a portion for her maid maidservants. Portion for her maidservants. She provides works for the people exactly what they need to do the good works for others it's important when when abigail decided to become the wife of david she came and told his his men that it came to get her she says i will go with you and i will wash the feet of all of his servants she washed the feet of all of his servants because it's like Jesus did. They needed to understand the way of the words. He did not have a righteous wife in his house, but Abigail was one. She was a marvelous woman. And says, um, see, that when you wash the feet, what you're doing with you, you take your belt or your cloth that you put around your middle, you gird yourself, and wash the feet. When you gird yourself, the belt is you're just telling God, I want the desire for truth to enter into them in all that they do, everywhere they walk, every everything that they do, so that they're always walking in the presence, so that the words are being made known to them, whether it's, you know, a bird could speak to them, a, a plant can speak like it does up in paradise, because he said the kingdom of heaven is coming on earth as it is in heaven. But even without that, he'll cause somebody to make something will cause you to be stirred up to see something else you know these like you know i can't even explain to you god shows me things from every kind of place because that's what he does i I put this garment over me at night and sleep under this so that when i wake up i know that the knowledge is going to come forth from somewhere and god is going to continue growing the knowledge and he does it that way That's how you grow and you're asking him to cause that to happen to you. You want to be covered by this in the night, because in the night, that's when he seals you. Seals you with the, the word. And so you're talking to him, even when you're sleeping. I put the small stone. I mean, people can do whatever they want to do. Uh, but I'm just telling you a few things I do, because I want that small word. See, so he told Peter that, that this, on this small stone, I'm, I'm going to build my church and the word church is terrible it's called out assembly it doesn't mean church the word church comes from kirch which was representing a building people gather in but what it really is the lord says the word he's using in greek is the called out assembly the elect i want my my assembly to gather he doesn't care if it's in a building if it's in a field or where it is you don't need a church building you don't need a gymnasium to bring the youth in Start teaching them the way of the words and how to do them, and your whole thing will change. When they understand a war is coming, you don't think they'll get excited about understanding how to overcome it? When they have no weapons, they have no rights, they're going to be put into you know, FEMA camps or whatever. How do you overcome that situation? It's too late to learn then when the message will be blocked from them, because he said if the parents didn't learn it, he's going to block their children. Hosea 4, 6, I'll forget your children. So it says in the Bible, in Malachi 4.2, the reason why he's doing that is he made it a law that we to honor his generational plan. So fathers must turn to the sons, the sons to the fathers, mothers to the daughters, daughters to the mothers. Very important. They need to understand the work that the man is to do, the work the woman is to do. So there's a lot going into this. And it tells you right there in verse 17, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms girds herself with strength what does that mean she puts a the belt around her that god recognizes you know it, you can it, when you put a belt uh, like a sash uh a, a, you know a tie uh, uh, it's not so fancy but they just tie a um like a cloth around it a, a prayer shawl around it and what are you doing then that's a belt of truth that's what paul says put on the armor of god a belt of truth And what's that doing? It's saying that everything you're asking God, that everything that enters me, my stomach, whatever I eat, whatever I do, I want all things, the water I drink, I want all things to be turned for truth, for good, to help others with. So she girds herself with strength. She girds herself with the words of God when she puts that around, because God's always looking down to see if anybody understands, if anybody does good. That's doing good, because your desire of your heart is what the words are testing you. Hebrews 4.12, they're alive. They're, they're they're in the heavens. They judge us, as it says in uh, Genesis, the second day, or th- a fourth day. And the fourth day is the day of the counsel of the Lord. So when he sees these things, the, the law is that he's going to open. If you're asking of him and you're asking with the right intent, it's going to be done for you. He's going to increase your knowledge. So do that. But people want to look good today. They want to do what they desire to do. And she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. I've told, you know, there's many ways to do this. I mean, you can put uh, a chain, a a scarlet cord. You can tie a scarlet cord around your wrist. See, the scarlet, interesting color, by the way, uh, is important for us because it's a dark red. It's before the bright red. And the dark red is scarlet. It's symbolic of the blood. And what it is, it's more symbolic to the fact that Jesus was born first. He was made and then he spoke forth in the beginning were the heavens and the earth. See, he he spoke forth these things. He said, let there be light and all that things. But everything he's saying is he was the firstborn. Before anything else, the Bible tells us, he was made, God made him. And then he spoke forth the creation, put in place the waters and the rest of it. Because everything came from him. All things were made through him and for him. So when you're putting that scarlet on, it's very important. You're indicating that you want to be set apart by the plan of God for all the generations. Because from the beginning to the end, Jesus is. So it's the same. When you have the scarlet, you're indicating, I want all of the knowledge to be given to me so I can help others bring forth these things. Because the scarlet is indicating of being harvested out of something. Remember Rahab, she put the scarlet cord over the wall and the wall was saved and she was saved from out of that because what's the first work is to separate you from the world so putting a scarlet cord around your wrist a small cord is a wonderful thing if you understand what you're doing and do not mock god do not laugh do not scoff do it just you know silently wave, wave it around watch even or something but what, what you're doing is you're talking to god And do not scoff and do not mock his word, because what you're doing is his words are filled with the full measure of the Holy Spirit, John three thirty four. So you're mocking the omnipresent spirit of God, and there's no forgiveness for that. Do not do that. Please be careful. Um, She you know extends her hand to the poor, yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household. What is snow? Snow is cold. And what is the cold correction? She's not afraid of correction. She wants correction. I, I did a writing about Oxa, A A C H That is the daughter of Kato. And she went to her father and got the upper and lower springs because she wanted both the correction and the blessing, the double blessing and the correction. She wanted the upper and lower. The, and, you know, it's it's like I want the cold and the warm water, the normal water. I, I want to be blessed of the things because they'll use the normal water to put on things but the cold is for the correction of the family to keep them in the in the line of god so that they see their sins and want correction they want instruction always desiring instruction the bread brings in instruction in but the water is like you know jesus said it's it's bringing forth the correction and what you're asking will never be turned away from god that's why he says all men must be um baptized but what he's, you know, that act of going fully submerged is important. You're, you know, you brought up out of the waters, up out of the world. That's what he's talking about. the 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 sea, the waters, seven, Revelation seventeen fifteen, is all the peoples, nations, multitudes, and tongues. When you're fully submerged, and he brings you back up, and out of that, he's saying you're, you're saying to God, "I want to be of your kingdom, and not of the world," and you want to come out of that and walk on dry land. That's what he's doing. And so she's not afraid of snow for her household. And for all her household is clothed in scarlet. Scarlet. At this time, that's a very important color for us. It's a very important item, just like it was for that lady at Jericho. Well, let me in here tonight and um, we'll come back and do some things. One of the things I want to talk about is she puts her hand to the distaff and so forth. What she's saying is that the spinning wheel and the distaff, she's talking about she wants to make it so her people uh, learn the way of salvation. Because what do they do in Revelation one nineteen one to 11? They're giving the right to put on the fine linen of the righteous acts of the saints. So when she's saying she puts her hands on the distaff, she's teaching and doing things that will bring forth the knowledge of the eternal plan of God that brings them to the kingdom. The kingdom of God. That's what the righteous acts of the saints so that they are uh, um, cleansed completely and refined and made spotless so they can be raptured. Because in the middle of the morning, I believe it's going to be in the middle of the morning, it's going to be that that is when he takes his people up. But That's three and a half years away plus this season. And it may be a little longer than that. I'm not sure. But we know that we're in this time right now. But I believe it's in that time frame, in the middle of the morning, because that's what he's saying in Daniel 9.27. He says he's going to bring an end to the sacrifice. Why is that? Because he that's a separation judgment. That is the rapture. Uh, Psalms 50 and 4, he's coming for those who made a sacrifice. What's it mean? He's coming to take them away. Sacrifice is going away. That means the rapture. <laughs> that's what I would understand that to mean. Psalms 50 and 4 and... Um, Daniel nine twenty All right, Lord, I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to speak with, with you and with your people. Lord, I pray that they will seek your truth, dear Lord, and come to your knowledge. You're, you're coming, Father, to confirm. Lord Jesus, you're coming to confirm. You're coming to confirm your covenant. And people just don't understand, Lord, that they need to increase in knowledge so that they can understand what the covenant is. And Lord, you're coming to fulfill the law. And Lord, fulfilling the law means you're coming to increase the knowledge of truth to the people. That's why you said, dear Lord, knowledge of truth will increase at this time. And you told us, dear Lord, in Daniel 129 to 10, you says, at this time, many will be purified, made white, and refined. That requires increase in knowledge because everything is increased by washing in the water of the words, and the words is a learning process. It doesn't come in a download, the knowledge of your words, Isaiah 28, 9 to 13. Please help the people. So wake up and understand they better get busy, because we have such short time until the destruction and the removal of the right to call upon your words there, and then they're going to just have the plagues if they don't become a martyr. Lord we pray that they will just understand they must turn quickly. We ask all this in thy precious and thy holy name, in Jesus' name. Amen.